You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Okay, we're going to the Word of God uh, this morning. And uh, why don't we pray? Just stretch your hands to me. Pray. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Bless you. Bless you. We glorify you. Thank you for the ministry of your Word. Thank you for your Word, which is spirit and is life. Let there be revelation. Let there be illumination. Let there be transformation through the agency of your word. This morning, let your name be glorified. Let your kingdom come forth. My Lord and my God. Jesus, I receive grace to communicate the oracles of God this morning. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. In the morning, uh, first service, I started talking about understanding your, understanding your kingly identity. Okay? Your kingly identity. So I'm going to continue with that. Maybe this is like part two. I don't know. But we'll see. So... <laughs> Um, one of the things that you need to understand is the fact that if you are not able to establish your identity, somebody else is going to define you. Okay? Haven't you some people, haven't you seen some people, they get up and then they say, oh, well, you know, I'm a woman trapped in a man's body. It, it, how does that happen? Yeah. It's a question of identity. Yes. Yes. That's a question of identity. So the, the enemy plays games. Yeah. Huh? One of the things that he did in the garden was that he, I mean, God made Adam and Eve in his image after his likeness. Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. And then he puts them in the garden and when when Satan comes to tempt them, sure. what does he say? Did God really say? Yeah, that's huh? that's He's questioning the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next thing, it had to do with their identity. Yeah. Yeah. Because he says, God knows that the day you eat of it, huh? he says, your eyes will open and you will be like, huh? like God. Were they not already like God? Yeah. They were created in his image. After his likeness. But Satan now comes and he tries to deceive them into thinking that they are something else. Can you see? He comes to deceive them into thinking they are something else. Look at what he says. Genesis um, yeah, chapter 3. Verse 1 says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which God had made. Alright? And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Number one, he's questioning God's word. He will always question God's word. Then we read on 
in verse 2, he says, And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the, of the garden. Huh? But, come on, move on. Of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Huh? Come on, be smart. You, I mean, think about it yourself. How can a fruit kill you? It's just a fruit. He said it because he's trying to hide something from you. He knows what is inside this fruit. Ha! It will take your life to another level. Are you getting my point? He says, For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open. <laughs> your eyes will be open and you will be like God. Knowing good and evil. So he was also attacking not only the word of God, he was also trying to attack their identity. That's right. Attacking their identity. So God, up, I mean, up till today, Satan will always try to attack your identity. Amen. Many of the things he does have to do with your identity. You might not know it, but I'm telling you that. Just like if you look at the temptation of Jesus in the book of Luke. Huh? The first thing, when, I mean, Jesus had been fasting 40 days and 40 nights, and Satan comes to him. If you are the son of God, hmm? come on, say identity. Yeah, if you are the son of God, turn this stone into bread. Turn it to bread. Was Jesus the son of God? Yes. Did Jesus know he was the son of God? Yes. Did Satan know that Jesus was the son of God? Yes. He knew. So what's the question about? It's like saying, come to me to say, if you are a man, do this. I don't need to prove that to you. I have nothing to prove to you. Huh? If you are the son of God, command the stone to become bread. I know you are hungry. He can see the hunger. Alright? He can see that Jesus is hungry. But then he links the hunger to his identity. So if Jesus had fallen for that temptation, where would we have been today? <laughs> Worse off than where Adam left us. Are you following me? So what am I saying? You have a kingly identity Amen. that you need to be aware of. Amen. 
You need to understand it. Why? Because Satan doesn't want you to know it. And that's what we're talking about. Your kingly identity is powerful. It's powerful. Look at uh, Revelation chapter 6, chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. Let's read from... From verse 8, I think. He says in verse 8, Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. A song that has never been sung before. If they, if they say something is new, huh? it's like when Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you. It wasn't there before. It's new. So this is a new song that they are singing. Alright? Heaven is singing this song. And what is this song? You are worthy to take the scroll to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Redeemed us to God. The word to redeem means to buy back. He took us back from the slave market of sin. Okay? He redeemed us. Brought us back to God. Back to God's original plan. Okay? Back to God's original plan. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Out of every, in every nation. That's why we're called every nation. We have to reach every nation, every tongue, every tribe, and every people. There is no group that is excluded from the redemptive plan of God. The blood of Jesus is for everyone. It's for everyone. Even those you hate. The blood of Jesus is for them. If they will put their faith in Jesus, they will be saved. Even the, the, the worst people that you can think about. The blood of Jesus. If they will put their faith, he will redeem them. Okay? So, and not only that, out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on earth. He has made us what? Kings and priests. He has made us kings and priests unto God. Now, I've heard people, I've heard some preachers preach, and they say, oh, well, some people are called to be kings, and some are called to be priests. That's hogwash. We are called to be kings and priests, not kings or priests. Okay? It's simple English. It's so simple you need an expert to complicate it for you. Can you see that? 
and have made us what? Kings and priests to our God. So the way some people, some people interpret this, they say that some people are called to be kings. The kings are those who God sends to the marketplace to do business. And then the priests are those that God uh, allows to stay in church and to take care of the, you know, <laughs> the matters of, <laughs> of the house of God. Come on. Where did you get that from? Where is that from? Help me, somebody. Kings and priests. So in other words, you have a kingly role and you have a priestly role. You have a kingly role and you have a priestly role. You have a kingly role, you have a priestly role. You have a kingly role, you have a priestly role. Every single one of us has a kingly role and a priestly role. Are you getting my point? So it's not just pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, and so on that have priestly roles. Every one of us has a priestly role. And every one of us has a kingly role. And you better begin to pay attention to your kingly role. Or else when you stand before God, you will give an account. And how will you do it if you don't even know about it? How will you do it if you are not taught about it? And that's why I'm talking about it. Hallelujah. So we are called to be kings and priests. Kings rule. Hello? So it can't be that none of us, are, just some of us are called to rule and others are not. What is that? Every one of us is the same blood of Jesus that made me a king and a priest is the same blood of Jesus that made you a king and a priest. So it doesn't matter whether you're male or female. Everyone is a king. Hallelujah. We have female kings. Huh? And female priests. That's what the Bible says. It didn't say kings. Some of them kings, queens, uh, priests, priestesses. No, 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 no. Kings and priests. Yeah, because in Christ, there's neither male nor female. Is that not what it says in Galatians? Yeah. So all this male-female is just for reproduction. It has nothing to do with the kingly assignment. Hallelujah. My Lord. Okay. So if he has made us kings and priests, I don't want to emphasize the priestly function because that one has been well taught over time. But the kingly aspect is what I want to emphasize. Your identity as a king. So God, when God put Adam in the garden, Adam was actually supposed to be, number one, a deputy. A deputy God. If, I mean, if there's anything like that, I'm just using that, that language. The Bible doesn't say that, but that's, I just want you to understand. As God is in heaven, Adam is supposed to be on earth. Okay? So God put Adam there to take charge, gave him authority 
over all the works of his hands. Aren't you surprised that the serpent came to Eve and was talking to Eve? How would you feel if you woke up today and then, you know, you are walking, then the cat starts talking to you. Ah, Sly, good morning. How are you going to respond? <laughs> he says witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. But do you know, do you know that animals used to talk before the fall? Otherwise, it would have been strange for the serpent to talk. Eve would have said, oh, no, 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 no. This is not all right. There's something wrong here. But it was a normal communication. Who knows if, I, I don't know, the Bible is silent about it, but who knows if the serpent was one of their helpers? <laughs> We don't know. <laughs> so that means they used to have conversations. Yes. So Adam had authority and he had the power to rule entire creation. The entire creation. So that means they could talk to animals and they would obey. And animals can talk back to them. Ooh. Now you're thinking, oh, well, this is getting too much now. <laughs> Why should a man talk to animals? But today we talk to our dogs. Is that not so? Yeah, sit. And then... Yeah? Huh? Fetch. Huh? You throw. I say, fetch. Then he runs, goes and brings it. Comes back and says, good boy. Huh? They don't talk back, but they obey. Hmm? Parrot. Parrot, that one. <laughs> He talks without understanding. Yeah, pirates talk. Yeah. When I was small, I used to have a pet, a monkey. Yeah. Yeah. My dad bought me a monkey. And, and that monkey was mischievous. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, let's not go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> Back to the text. <laughs> the point is this. Adam had authority over entire creation. And just like God can speak to any aspect of his creation, Adam could do the same. Alright? Are you not surprised that Jesus is walking and then he talks to a tree? The Bible says, you know, in, 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 in Mark 11, and he answered the tree. Yeah, let's look at that. Come on. There's something in the Bible for you. 
Glory, glory, glory. Mark chapter 11. Verse 12. And then now the next day when they had come from Bethany, he was hungry and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he will find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season of figs. All right? Now, verse 14 says, In response, Jesus said to it, I like the King James Version. Look at the old King James. How the old King James puts it. Come on. Let's read it together. One, two, three. And Jesus answered and said to it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. You see, he answered. That means the tree said something. Huh? Do you just wake up and just answer? Huh? You don't woke up in the morning and then you answered on your own. You just answered. No, you, 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 you answer because there was a communication. All right? So Jesus answered and said to the tree. So in other words, who knows? Maybe when Jesus came to the tree, the tree was saying, Ah, oh, I got you, I got you. Ah, uh, <laughs> huh? Who knows? The Bible is silent about it, but you know, sometimes I use my sanctified imagination. And so, so just, the, the tree is saying something to him, and he answers the tree. He says, from today, no man will eat any fruit from you. <laughs> That's a king talking. That's a king talking. You know, in the book of Ecclesiastes, I think chapter 4 or chapter 6, well, it says where the word of the king is, there is what? Power. Where the word of a king is, there is power. So when you get into your kingship, if you, if you are able to establish your kingly identity and you begin to walk in it, your words carry more power. Are you getting my point? Your words will carry more power. Okay. Ecclesiastes 8.4. Thank you. Where the word of the king is, there is power. And who may say to him, what are you doing? Do you, can you see that? When you get into your kingship and you talk, nobody can question you. Because it's not democracy. It's not. So Jesus spoke, answered the tree, said, no man eats from you from this day forever. And nobody questioned him. The disciples didn't say, who are you? Why would you do that? They only heard. Even the father did not ask Jesus, why are you doing that? No, Jesus was operating as the son of man. So when he spoke to the tree, he didn't speak to the tree as God, but he spoke to the tree as the son of man. Which means that you and I can do the same. Do you understand me? Some theologians will take that and say that he said it, you know, because he was God in the flesh. No. It's not because he was God in the flesh. It's because he was the son of man. 
Because if you read Philippians chapter 2, Jesus has emptied himself of his divine attributes. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who though in the form of God did not consider it equality with God as something to be grasped. He emptied himself. That's called the kenosis of Christ. He emptied himself of his God attributes. That's why he could die. You can't kill God. (laughs) You can't kill God. Where will you even find him to kill him? Yeah. So, but he, Jesus, walked on the earth as the son of man. Although he was the son of God. But you see that all the time, he always referred to himself as the son of man. Why? Because he wants you to see that you can do the same. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So he was walking in his kingship when he made that statement. A tree. Hallelujah. So that's part of your identity. So in other words, you can get up And when you are walking and the weather starts misbehaving, you can put it in order. No, I'm serious. You can. I saw it years ago. I was in Gambia, a West African country. Tiny strip inside Senegal. (laughs) I was in Gambia in the interior and there was a missionary, there was a missionary from Netherlands. I'll never forget this man. Man of faith. That place is so hot, it's almost like hell. (laughs) I haven't been to hell, but but I, I don't do well with heat, so it's hot. When you, you, you sit down and you just be sweating. Yeah, you are not doing anything. You're just sitting down. You're sweating. Can you imagine that? That kind of heat. So the heat was so bad. It was terrible that day. And this man, he turned. He was playing his guitar. He was worshiping God. Worshiping, worshiping, worshiping. And then with anger, he turned and he commanded the weather to change. He said, I command the wind to come. I command this heat to go down. And instantly, hello, a cool breeze just came. And it was just, it was just cool. That's a king. I said, that's a king in action. You see, you need to, there's a kind of faith you need to have in order to operate like that. Slaves don't talk like that. Are you getting my point? Slaves don't talk like that. It's kings that talk like that. So, many times we, we, we are exercising authority and nothing is happening. Why? You have not yet established your identity. That's why Satan doesn't want you to know. 
He doesn't want you to be establishing your identity as a king. And that's why I'm telling you this. We need, I want everyone here to begin to operate in this level. Hallelujah. How would Jesus speak to the wind? He said, peace be still. And the wind just behaved. Huh? His disciples say, what kind of a man is this? Even the winds obey him. Why won't they obey? Where the word of the king is, there is power. Can you see? Where the word of a king is, there is power. So he spoke not as a slave, but as a king. So some theologians will say, oh yeah, God can rebuke any wind. Of course, God can. But he didn't do it as God. He did it as man. He says, the works that I do shall ye do. And greater works than this. Because I go to the Father. And that's why your kingship is important. You need to be rooted and established in your kingship. Hallelujah. How many kings are in the house? Yeah. So, whenever you are faced with a situation, never respond like a slave. Because if you respond like a slave, it shows that you are already under. Hmm? You don't respond and say, oh, look at what is happening to me. What do I do now? What do I? Kings don't talk like that. Kings don't even think like that. So if your identity is, is settled, there is a way you will begin to think. You know the, 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 um, the royal family, their children, they take time. They train them. This is how you have to behave as royalty. Hmm? Prince Harry, Prince William, they didn't just grow knowing. No, 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 no. They were tutored. They were tutored. So wherever they go, there is a way they carry themselves. Sometimes they, you know, like, they, they, they can just decide to be naughty. But, but they know. If they do that, it's out of choice. It's not out of ignorance. Okay? So God's children need to be taught, properly educated, to know how to think. And to know how to carry themselves. You don't carry yourself like a slave. You don't go like a beggar. If, that's why even when you pray, you don't beg God. God doesn't like it. You can't go to God begging, please God, do this for me. No, 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 no. You go, you present your case. Yeah, you present your case. You say, this is, this, this is what you said in your word. This is what the constitution says. Yeah, and based on this, I demand this. That's how you pray. But religion will say, oh Lord, thou knowest thou art sovereign. If thou wouldest, please, may I have some finances. What is that? God is like, what is this? 
what are you saying? God is surprised the way some of us pray. Hmm? So, oh, this thing has come again. I thought I was healed. Oh, it has come again. And God is like, Hello, Angel Gabriel, can you see? <laughs> huh? He turns to the Holy Spirit. He says, Holy Spirit, can you see what? Jesus, look at all that you did. Look at this. Look at this mess. This one is humiliating us here. Huh? Why? Because we are not taught. So, sometimes I hear some people praying and I'm like, what is this? Is, is this just so that you will say you have prayed? Or do you expect God to answer this? How do you want him to even answer? Like one day I was in a, in a, in a conference and this man just, this, this person is sick to almost at the point of death. And this is a big gathering, thousands of people. And they bring this person to the stage for prayer. And then some anointed men of God. Lord, if it be thy will, heal this person. Oh. I felt like going there to say, taking that microphone and pray, pray proper prayer. What is this? <laughs> How can you say, if it be your will, heal this person? It's already his will. He has made it clear. If you don't know his will, shut up. Don't pray if you don't know his will. Just pray in tongues. But once you know his will, you open your mouth and say, It is written according to your word. Yeah. And the thing about, uh, about kingship is that it's not even about prayer. Kingship is about ruling. So you decree. Kings rule by decree. You he says, whatever you decree, if you decree a thing, it shall be established. So as a king, when you stand as a king, you say, in the name of Jesus, I forbid this from happening. Stop here right now. Stop it. Stop messing up. If you cross this place, fire will burn you. Sometimes that's how I talk to them. Yeah. I release the fire he has never seen before. Hmm? That's how kings talk. So, what am I saying? You are a king and you need to know that you are one. I've shown you in the scripture already. Alright? Don't allow anyone to confuse you. And say, well, you know, there are some others who are kings and some that are priests. Tell them, that's your business. I know the truth. You can say what you want. I know the truth. I am called to rule. As a priest, I can pray. Priests intercede. Priests serve in the house of God. Okay? But kings rule. 
How do they rule? By number one, words. Kings speak. Where the word of the king is, there is power. They rule. Okay? Kings take charge. So when a king is in a place and he sees chaos, disorder, he steps in as a king and says, Hey! Order! So you need to start doing that in your vicinity. Okay? You get up and say, Hey, hey, hey! What are you doing there? Stop it. You can arrest them. Okay? I told you about the lady, a friend of ours, who arrested, who, 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 was, who was robbed. They, somebody snatched her bag and was running. And she ran after him. Arrest that man in the name of Jesus. Arrest that man in the name of Jesus. Arrest that man in the name of Jesus. All of a sudden, she saw a man from, just appeared. Tall. Huge. He just yanked the bag from, from this guy. And then gave it to her. Huh? Gave it to her. So she was trying to follow him to say thank you. The guy vanished. That was an angel. So when kings begin to exercise authority, you know what? Angels support them. Angels back them. Because where the word of the king is, there is power. Hmm? So wherever you are, you freeze the activities of the enemy. Amen. Sometimes I do that. So every witch, within five kilometers, your operation is frozen. You cannot operate because I'm here. That's kings. Hallelujah. You freeze it. Then be frozen like ice block. After that, they see you, they will, they will turn the other direction. Because, hey, this one opens his mouth. <laughs> I might be in trouble. That's kingship. Do you like that? Yes. Yeah. Time has gone. I have to stop. Glory to God. How many people want to walk in this kingship? Yes, let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Mighty God, mighty God. Ask the Lord to give you a revelation of your kingship. Help to help you understand who you are. Jesus died to pay for this. So you can't take it lightly. And you cannot allow anyone to undermine it. This is real. Okay? It's real. You are going to rule on earth according to that scripture in Revelation um, chapter 5 verse 10. We are going to rule on earth. Not in heaven on earth. But we rule when we know who we are. Know who you are. And, and I'm telling you this morning, you are a king. Okay, turn to someone and say, you are a king. Say hello, your majesty. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your royal highness. Say your royal highness. Come on. Yes, that's who you are. Your royal highness. The moment people get born again, we need to start teaching them 
of their kingship because that's their identity. Hallelujah. Satan cannot touch that. Glory to God. Let's thank him. Father, we thank you. Thank you this morning. We bless you. Thank you for our kingship. Thank you for washing us by your blood. You've redeemed us by your blood. My Lord and my God. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not a slave. I'm a king. I am not a slave. I'm a king. Every day you wake up and you look into the mirror. Tell yourself I'm a king in God's kingdom. I am a king in God's kingdom. I'm not a slave. And I refuse to be treated like one. I refuse to live like a slave. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for my kingship. I believe your word that has come to me this morning. I receive your word. Open my eyes. Teach me more. Help me to understand my kingly identity. From this day forward, I refuse to live as a slave. I refuse to carry a slavery mentality. In the name of Jesus, I receive the renewing of my mind. Thank you, Jesus, for making me a king in God's kingdom. Let my kingship begin to manifest. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Glory to God. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.